Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. So today we are going to be carrying on with the, a new series we started last week. The series is called Going Deeper. Last week Jacinda did just a great job with her message talking about why going deeper is so worthwhile for us to live the kind of life that we hope for. So that's one to listen to from last week if you haven't caught up with that. And today I'm going to be carrying on with the, this, the series. I'm going to be looking at a book and it's a book that is made up of many books. We're going to be talking about the Bible, the Christian scriptures. Okay, so strap in and we'll get into it. Let me pray as we just get started here. So God, stir our hearts, God, with love for the things that you love. God, speak words of life to us today. Speak words of life to our heart as we're here listening, learning. Amen. All right, that's that page done. All right, so a little bit about my story. I can never remember a time when there wasn't a Bible in my house. There's always been Bibles in my house. I can remember as a kid there was like a King James Bible and there was like something called a Revised Standard Version Bible. I remember at one stage this new little paperback Bible arrived and it was called Good News for Modern Man and you looked inside it and it had these little pictures of looked like little kind of stick figures, almost looked like a pack and save commercial, but uh, that was a Bible that uh, we, we had there. Uh, there was a Bible in our house with a, a black cover on it, which seemed to be the, the real Bible. Uh, I actually, when I was about, about eight, uh, when I was living in Manorewa down in South Auckland, and I had went to an after school program, which was at this church next door to the primary school. And they did this thing and they said, if you can memorize all the books of the Bible, we'll give you a Bible. And I'm always up for winning a prize. And so myself and my sister, we both went and we memorized all 66 books of the Bible. And we had to come back the next week and we had to recite them all off. And I got up, recited them all off, won my Bible, was stoked. And then my sister, she got up, recited all the books of the Bible, it sounded good to me, but the judge who decided whether you get the, this Bible or not said, no, you can't have a Bible because instead of saying Lamentations, she said Lamingtons. And uh, Lamingtons is different than Lamentations. Lamingtons like a light fluffy cake rolled, you know, with, covered in chocolate and coconut, and uh, which is different than Lamentations from the Bible. But So she missed out. She went and memorized it again, went back and got her Bible the next week. So, uh, but my story is that I didn't really read the Bible uh, that much, but when I was 16, I made a decision to give my all to God, to, to go all in. And because I'd been in church growing up, I just knew that the Bible was the book that was going to help me to live all out for God. I just knew that this was the book that was going to help me to know God and help me to learn how to live as one who walks with God. And so I started reading. I got myself a new international version, blue cover, 
and I got that and there was just things in there I was underlined found that just so so helpful every time I read something that just seemed to touch my heart I'd underline it write little notes in the margins and uh, but then one uh, Sunday I think after church was chatting to someone after church put my Bible on top of my Volkswagen Beetle and um, after I had the conversation drove off and so not sure where that Bible ended up hopefully that it ended up in the hands of someone who needed to to read it so then thought well I've got to get another Bible and then I'd heard that if you really wanted to get into the big time as a, a Bible reader get a study Bible a study Bible so I got myself a study Bible I've still this is the one I got here I've still got it here this is my NIV study Bible might look familiar to some of you that have been walking with God for a number of years and uh, it's a lot of a lot of time in that in that one, and the, what a study Bible does have these little notes at the bottom of every page explaining a few bits and pieces, and just made it so so helpful. So, um, so that is that one there. But now I don't read this one so much because there's so much Bible resources online on your phone. So this is pretty much my Bible these days, and uh, that's where I that's my go-to. So. Uh, just on that, I talked about versions and uh, and other things earlier on, and you might think, what is the deal with all of these versions of the Bible? Well, the Bible started off the you've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament was written originally in Hebrew, and the New Testament was written mainly in Greek. And so, when we get our English Bible, they are translations. And the different versions are, are the different translations that people have done over the uh, the years into English. So that's uh, in case you're wondering what that's all about. But I just got into the Bible. I just I, I just dug into it. Just ate it up. I got into the Gospels, the the biographies of Jesus, the stories of of Jesus. And I'll tell you, Jesus is incredible. Like you cannot go. Uh, by any page in the Gospels without something just wow jumping off at you is his prayer life, the miracles, just the uh, the wisdom that he, he had, the teachings that he would give people on how to live the life that they were made for. I love too how he he always just had a big heart and just stood up for the for the hurting and the and the underdog. I love that. You know, here's something you may not know. Monty Python, you're thinking like, how did you go from the Gospels to Monty Python? The guys from Monty Python, you know, the comedy, British comedy guys, they thought, uh, they're not religious, they thought it would be funny to like, let's make a movie making fun of, of Jesus. It's like, dude, don't, you know, and so they thought, let's get these, let's read about Jesus. So they never read the Bible before, they read about Jesus and they just thought, this man is, is amazing. This man is, this is not, this is not comedy. They probably thought there would be comedy because I met a lot of Jesus's friends, you know, Christians. And but they looked at Jesus and said, this guy is just incredible. They were moved, and they thought like this is not gonna, this is not gonna work. What they did, what if, what if we thought of a, someone that lived at the same time of Jesus, called Brian, and we the comedy is about people mistaking him for the Messiah. So they came up with this movie, The Life of Brian. But but even the religious, they look at the Gospels and they are moved by um, by Jesus and uh, who he was, what he taught, and how he lived. 
I got stuck into the story of the early church and all of the, the miracles, the sharing of the, the good news of Jesus, the starting of churches and signs and wonders and the, the joys and the challenges of, of God's people being together as his church. Loved that. Read through the story. You know, I went way back, went through, read through the stories of, of creation, the story of how God called a people to be his people. And in the midst of that, how his arms were always wide open for everyone to come to be to be his. I read the Psalms, you know, the songs, the poetry, and you know, they taught me how to how to pray. They taught me how to be honest with God. They taught me how to celebrate when things went well. They taught me how to uh, let out the frustrations when things got hard. You know, when there was heartache or disappointment or or hurt and. And the Psalms also gives me language for how to ask for forgiveness for God for when I uh, I stumbled and ask for a renewed heart. And the Proverbs, the Proverbs, books of uh, words of wisdom about how, and my, my definition of wisdom is skill at living life. And who doesn't want that? Skill at living life. And what I did in my, uh, in my Bible here, if I can... Uh, so this is my this is the proverbs here, and I just like every different color for different things. There'd be things around like work, like wisdom around work, and I'd just do those in one color. There'd be wisdom around the words that we speak. You know, I'd, I'd do them in a different color. There'd be wisdom around uh, money, and I'd underline them in a, in a different color. And it just uh, proverbs again is one of those places. I just. It, you, can all, you can't go there enough to learn skill at living life. So I was picked up my phone and said on my notes. So, um, and here's another thing that I, I discovered is that if I read slowly with an open head and an open heart, then, then God would speak to me. He would speak to me. And the words would be life-giving. It's incredible how, how just ink on paper can come alive in a way that it changes me. It changes me. It changes us. It, you know, it would heal. It would encourage. It would challenge. It would, uh, it would bring joy. Uh, it was just so, so incredible that there was life and power that would come out of these words. So I've still got a few Bibles on my shelf. I've added a uh, couple of contemporary versions of the Bible that have been in such helpful language, the Message Bible, some of you may know of that, and also the Passion Translation, so, so good. But like, I, I love this book. I live with this book. I live by this book. It's, the, it's my book. And uh, in case you think this is just Matt, he's just like getting a bit excited this morning talking about the Bible. Let me tell you a few things that different people have said, some people that you'll probably have heard of. And uh, here's, here's some words from some uh, past presidents of the United States. That was back when they were, they were awesome. Okay, Ulysses S. Grant said this, Hold fast to the Bible as the sheet anchor of your liberties. Write its precepts in your hearts. Practice them in your lives. Here's another U.S. president, Ronald Reagan. See this, within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems that men face. Theodore Roosevelt, a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. 
and and Abraham Lincoln, please excuse the old, you know, the, the sexist language, but he says this, I am profitably engaged in reading the Bible. Take all of this book that you can by reason and the balance by faith and you will live life and die a better man. It is the best book which God has given to man. Charles Dickens, many people say the greatest author uh, that there has been. He says this, the New Testament is the very best book that ever was or ever will be known in the world. Isaac Newton, I have a fundamental belief in the Bible as the word of God written by those who were inspired. I study the Bible daily. And the grand lady herself, Queen Elizabeth II, she says this, to what greater inspiration and counsel can we turn than the, to the imperishable truth to be found in this treasure house, the Bible? So we're in a series of going deeper. So I just want to briefly talk about the Bible. It's, it's such an incredible resource for us to know God, to walk with God, from hear from God, to be, to be led by God. Okay, hopefully you're still there. Let me just give you, a, again, a very, very fast description of the Bible. And they are writings from about 1300 BC through to the late first century. There's historical accounts, there's story, there's prophecy, there is songs and poetry, there is prophetic writing, there are the biographies of Jesus, there's the story of the early church, there are letters to the church, and then there's uh, what they call apocalyptic writings, which are writings about the end times, about things that are going to happen uh, ahead. So there's the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the, the Jewish scriptures and the accounts that were all written before Jesus. And then the New Testament, like which, as I've said, has the biographies of Jesus, the Gospels, story of the early church, the letters written to some of the early church by the apostles Peter, Paul and John, and probably some others. And it's also got this description of a vision given to John the Apostle, which is called the Revelation. And there were many writings, as you can imagine, over all of those centuries that many considered inspired by God, but over a number of council meetings and papal decrees, meetings of church leaders, it was agreed by around the 4th century that the writings that we currently have in our Bible, that these are the ones that are locked in, these are the ones that have been inspired by God, authoritative writing and history of the relationship between God and His people. Okay, that... Now, I know that for those that, that study the Bible think, Matt, there's so much more you could have said. I know we've just got, you know, 25, 30 minutes here on, on Sunday to, to, uh, to get through a few things. But what I wanted to do more than talk about the origins of the Bible is to hopefully inspire you to read the Bible. Like the big question is, why read the Bible? Matt, why, why would I read the Bible? There's like, 
There's still so much of Netflix I've got to see. There's uh, there's so much YouTube to watch. There's uh, now they've got TikTok, and that takes so much of my time. I just don't have time to read the Bible. Uh, I'm just going to give you uh, four reasons. There's many great reasons to read the Bible. I'm just going to give you four. Okay, these are four of my favorite reasons, and I hope that they grab a hold of you and and lead you into going. Yes, that's for me. Okay, so the first thing is why read the Bible is to learn about God. Learn about God and His ways. Learn that the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. We read that. We we read and see throughout the whole of the Bible. We see God's grand plan for the redemption of mankind. His love for mankind and His plan is always for that, that nothing can get in the way of His love for uh, for people. You know, John Wesley was a uh, an 18th century pastor, revivalist, evangelist, and uh, he's the guy that uh, started the Methodist Church movement. And he says this: He says, "I am a spirit come from God and returning to God. I want to know one thing: the way to heaven. God Himself has condescended to teach me this way. He has written it down in a book. Oh, give me that book." At any price, give me the book of God. Let me be a man of one book. So learn about God is the first reason why we should learn uh, read the Bible. And the second thing is to learn how to know God. Like a lot of people learn about God, but they don't know God. But I want to know God. And we read about in the Bible how God makes himself known to people and it's primarily through Jesus but we see all through the Bible how God makes himself known to people and uh, but primarily as I said through Jesus who the Bible says is the image of the unseen God so we learn how to know God we can learn how to pray learn how to hear from God learn how to experience his presence and his love learn how to ask for forgiveness and learn how to step into peace and hope and purpose and joy number three why read the bible so we can learn how to live you know through the bible we not only learn how god loves us and how we can know and love god but it also just gives us great wisdom for becoming a person of deep goodness and who doesn't want that it is to be a person that knows how to live well in this world, you know, with ourselves and with others, there's there's wisdom around family relationships, friendships, money, sex, character, joy, just you know, work. So much wisdom uh, that we can get out of this book, and that's that's a great reason just on its own. And not only wisdom for doing life, but there's something in us, I believe, that pulls us towards feeling like we want our lives to matter and the Bible will also lead us into how we can play our part to make a difference in the world. There's a guy called uh, N.T. Wright and most would say he's the world's foremost uh, New Testament theologian and scholar and he's a pastor and uh, he says this, the Bible is not just a book that helps us to get it together with God, it's a book that shapes us to be kingdom workers for God. You know, the Bible, it inspires us to bring hope and healing to a hurting world. And the fourth thing, and 
they're all great reasons why you could read the Bible, but this could be the number one reason for you to read the Bible, is that through the Bible, God can speak to us. God can speak to us in ways that change us for, for better. I mean, this, is, this has happened to so many people that I know that followed Jesus. It's just, it's the book where God speaks to us. And again, talking about N.T. Wright, he wrote a book recently called Scripture and the Authority of God, How to Read the Bible Today. Again, highly recommended if you want to learn more about the, the Bible. But he's when he describes the goal of this book, he says it's for restoring Scripture as the primary place to find God's voice. Other people throughout history have done this. Here's a couple that... Uh, Philosophy students will know all about these two guys. Soren Kierkegaard, 19th century Danish philosopher, says this. These guys are famous. When you read God's word, you must constantly be saying to yourself, it is talking to me and about me. Immanuel Kant, 18th century German philosopher. And, you know, this is a man with a, you know, highly, highly intelligent and he says this, a single line in the Bible has consoled me more than all the books I ever read besides. You know, God can speak to us through these scriptures in ways that change your heart, can, can take anxiety and lead it to, to peace, can take confusion and bring clarity, can turn despair to hope, can turn uncertainty to vision, can turn fear to courage, can turn grief to comfort through reading this book. I've just heard so many stories of people reading the Bible and they'll say things like, it's like the words just jumped off the page and they spoke just exactly to my situation or to their pain or to their confusion. Or it spoke to them about changing some unhelpful behavior or pointing them towards forgiving someone or letting go of a hurt or just speaking words that seem to open a window into their soul where the joy of God could, could flow into and it's been said by many that you can read the Bible, but the Bible will also read you. So I, I, I often have uh, Bible reading plans and like maybe read the Bible in a year or read through the New Testament in 60 days. And uh, usually when I read through the Bible in a year, it takes me about two and a half years. And uh, if I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a New Testament in 60 days at the moment, and uh, I think I started it about like six months ago. And uh, but why that is is because to get through it in that sort of pace, you've got to read so many chapters every day. And I'll be reading, and I'll just be reading something, and I've just like you can feel it just breathing life into my heart, and I've just got to stop and just just sit in that place and and talk to God about that and allow just the just that life-changing like power that I'm experiencing through reading this just let it do what it does in my in my heart and that's why it takes me so long to get through these plans because I'll just sit on a verse and just just think about it and pray about it and just let the let it soak into my heart and into my head nearly there let me um let me just finish with this. Like, as I said, I would love every one of us, for you, for me, for every one of us, to experience this profound, life-changing, soul-lifting, turn-the-lights-on power of the Bible. And, uh, look, I know that there's some challenges with the Bible. There's, 
there's some things you really think it seems like impossible to understand and and yes it begins hard to see sometimes how how does the bible actually uh what does this mean for me today what is the bible saying here that actually what does that mean for me 21st century hibiscus coast um and so it can be challenging but whether you are spiritually searching or whether you're a veteran bible scholar every day every day you can find just gold in this book that will just breathe life into your heart and if regularly reading from the scriptures has never been a part of your life rhythms let me help you with a couple of things first of all Get a modern translation that is readable. One that doesn't say, thus saith this and doth and doth and all of that. Just get a, mo- a translation that's readable. And if your Bible is hard to read, try a contemporary translation. Okay, the next thing I'd say is start by reading the gospel. Start by reading the biographies of Jesus as I said, something amazing will jump off every page for you. Like you could read the a whole gospel in one sitting and just get a sense of the flow of the story of Jesus. Uh, the gospel of Mark, it's a bit shorter. That would take you maybe about 30 minutes. The gospel of John, a little bit longer. That would take you probably about an hour. Uh, you could do that or maybe just put aside like maybe 10 minutes each day. You might want to sit in your comfy chair before breakfast or you might want to sit on your out on your deck after dinner and and uh, but it's so helpful to have rhythms where we lock this in there's just that that space of time in the day where we just allow just the 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 words of god and the the life that is in them to land in our head and heart and the last thing i'd like to say is that also read the psalms you know the psalms was jesus's prayer book this is where Jesus got his prayers from. This is where he learned to pray. If you want to learn to pray like Jesus, the Psalms are a great place to start. It, it gives you language that will help you to talk to God. It gives you language for the good times and it gives you language for the hard times. So everybody, I can't urge you enough to read this book. I know it's, it's ink on paper, but there is power in these words that change hearts and lives and i'd love it to be changing your heart and your life so would you choose to be a reader of the bible would you would you see the incredible power and love of god leap off these pages and into your heart because i know that's my promise to you i know that will happen if you become a reader of the book let's pray God, we thank you for this book. God, I pray for each one of us. Help us to, uh, to love this book. And God, I pray that this week, that, that people that are making decisions right now to read this book where they haven't been, I pray, God, that you would speak to them in ways that just bring joy and hope and life into their heart and into their head this week, we pray. Amen.
thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.